Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you for choosing to join us today, and I hope you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous is fantastic and fabulous, put together twice as nice, saves time. And my special guest today is someone really I'm so excited to interview. Her name is Bianca Vernig, right? Did I pronounce that right? Vernig. Vernig. Yep. Not Vernig. It's Vernig. Vernig. Okay. It's the normal pronunciation. Silly me. Um, she is a candidate for State House for District 52B. I would be her constituent if she won. So I'm excited about that. And uh, also, she's replacing uh, Ruth Richardson, mm-hmm. who is um, vacated the seat because she's going to be the CEO yeah. of of Planned, a par- Parenthood. Pl- Planned Parenthood yeah. in northern Minnesota, right? Yep. North something Minnesota. But yes, but she's amazing too. Yeah. And I interviewed her on the show as well. So hello, Bianca, and thank you for joining Hi, us on the Downright Upright Show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you betcha. So on all my shows, I like to ask foundational questions um, about my guests' backgrounds, so like where they were born, raised, went to school, mm-hmm. and any stories or anecdotes that you feel or memories mm-hmm. about that time that you'd want to throw into, you know, enhance the the, the experience for the guests sure. uh, for the audience. Yeah, so um, I'm from Centerville, which is a little town just north of the metro, kind of Hugo, Lionel Lakes area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I grew up on a lake there, and I went to Centennial High School. Um, my aunt lived across the lake from us. It was it was kind of a, I would say, sort of bucolic up, up, upbringing, right? You know, did a lot of swimming, snowmobiling, and then um, we. I grew up in a... Uh, conservative right-wing second amendment household so you know uh did a lot of hunting a lot of fishing i'm a big outdoorsman outdoors woman you do know? you hunt i do actually yeah oh, cool. yeah yep All i right. grew up hunting um yeah. not so much since having kids because you know i have three kids so they take a lot of time i like to fish yeah i love fishing too yeah yeah uh. so from there i went to um like i said i went to centennial high school it was a great high school i really enjoyed it um, I went to uh, Century College, so I'm a first-generation college student, college grad in our house and mm. in my family. And so um, Century College was, you know, affordable, small. It was great. It worked out really well. I was a writing center tutor. And then uh, one of my professors came and said, here's an application to the U. You need to get out of here. Like, go get your four-year degree. And I really didn't know what I was going to do, so... Um, I took her advice, and I got a bachelor's in English literature at the University of Minnesota. Mm. So that was great. It was really um, good for me because the program was, you need to figure out how you're going to use this, or you're going to end up flipping burgers, right? Because you're not all going to be Garrison Keillor or Stephen King, you know, so figure (laughs) out what you're going to do with this. And um, I got my start at an electronics recycling company, and they were asked me to be their safety person. And I said, oh, well, what is that? You know, sure. What what do I do? And they were like, you know how to read, right? And I was like, I do. And so I learned about OSHA, safety regulations, environmental regulations, Sarah Title III, wastewater, things like that. Mm. And from there, I went to um, Minnesota OSHA. 
And I was a compliance officer for a while and then um, a consultant, which is like the free friendly version where you're helping people um, fix the hazards that are in their workplace versus citing them. So, you know, I, I went from Centerville to kind of Invergrove Heights and then Egan. And when I when I got my job at OSHA and it was stable income and things like that, I moved to Egan. So we lived, I lived in the townhomes kind of behind Puffy Cream. So the donut shop, the, you know, over there, Cedar mm-hmm. Bluff townhomes. And I joined the um, association board as the treasurer. And at the time... We were going through um, a lawsuit with American Family, um, American, yeah, American Family Insurance. It actually went to the state Supreme Court because of a hailstorm that had come through and their uh, unwillingness to replace the siding, the term like and kind. So it would have looked like patchwork siding because the siding color, the fading wasn't. Um, they couldn't match it, and we actually won. So the association won. It was a, a pretty big case. Um, so that was like my entry into living in Egan, which I love. We've been there almost twenty years. Nice. And I it, love it there. Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah, and and it's and it's equidistant between everything. Yeah, like yeah. right. Like yeah. I noticed when you go over the Mendota Bridge, I, I think it's the only place. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my listeners know better than me. When you go over the Mendota Bridge, you can actually see Minneapolis and St. Yeah. Paul at the yeah. same yes. freaking yes, time. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's it's great. It's yeah. beautiful there. Uh, before your decision to run for Senate uh, – uh, sorry, for State House, uh, you were regional COVID coordinator yeah. to the Twin Cities Metro. That's amazing. Um, can you talk about your time in that position and the challenges that you had faced at that time? Yeah, well, so um, I'll take a little step back. I went from OSHA to Hennepin County Human Services and Public Health, and I had a lot of experience, got a lot of experiences in emergency management, emergency preparedness, setting up pods or points of distribution. So I had that experience, and I, I ended up going to an educational service cooperative. And the co-ops support school districts, their member districts, in kind of a variety of ways. So I was there as the environmental and facilities health and safety specialist. I started in the summer of 2019, and then we all kind of know what happened in early 2020. And in August of 2020, the governor asked the co-ops if they could help and uh, with the response. And I volunteered. I was like, yeah, I, I, I know a bit about infectious diseases and emergency management. And so I became the regional COVID coordinator. So I provided support to all metro area school districts. So that's something like 480-some thousand students. It's uh, about 56% of the student population is in the metro mm-hmm. with one regional COVID coordinator and eight for the rest of the state. Mm. So I had a team from MDE and MDH, and our job was to facilitate conversations with superintendents and um, district leaders, as well as executive directors of charter schools, private, we did work with a couple of private schools, school nurses answering questions with school nurses, but to help them navigate the process of the safe learning plan. So they would um, 
come to us with questions or whenever the governor would give a new edict of this is what you're going to have to do or we're going to shut down or now you all have to go back in in person. Um, What does hybrid look like? What does distance look like? We navigated that. So we answered a lot of questions. I was working 6 in the morning till 10, 11 at night trying. Yeah. um, Oh, no. Five. I, I worked pretty much seven days a week. Thank you for doing that, by the yeah. way. Yeah, it was a really unique experience. Um, I worked with epidemiologists. And then I also collaborated with a lot of the local public health. So, you know, you have the school nurses who are doing contact tracing, local public health that's looking at trends and, and trying to relay data that's more um, hyper-local than just the statewide. You know, because what was happening in Cook County was different than what was happening in Dakota County. Right, true. But, yeah. you know, for me... Um, that disinformation that was mm-hmm. going on yeah. in that period. Okay, so obviously, we didn't know re- real at the beginning. We didn't really know very much about COVID. Right. I mean, I remember, you know, Dr. Fauci would come on and say, you know, wear a mask; um, it'll protect you. And then, don't touch surfaces because you know. And then it evolved. Yeah. Do you know? Do you remember yeah. what that happening? Yeah. And that because of that evolution. People were saying that he's lying and he's made up story. He was only going by the information that was was um, happening at that moment. Right. And then because it was an evolving disease, because at the beginning I wasn't touching anything and I wore a regular mask. Then it was a you know N95 mm-hmm. was the only mask to protect you. Mm-hmm. And then touching surfaces was okay. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I think got messed up was the. Um, the shots and arms. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. D- now they're saying, oh, because he said that and see how things changed, yeah. don't get the, you know, it's not safe. You know, you get ivermectin or whatever yeah, right, drama right. that was. Oh. So they're, can they're you briefly, like, yeah, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to go into this too too deeply because, you know, I only have a 39 minutes left here. But and, and I want to take as much information from you because I love, this is why I love doing this show. I love you know, get, gleaning information from people and, 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 and absorbing it like a sponge. So can you talk about those um, those false statements that people are making and how uh, disinformation was affecting COVID um, up until now, actually, too? Yeah, I think whenever you have um, any type of emergency response, right, communication is, I would say, probably the number one thing that people look back and go, we could have done that better. We could have done that better, right? Absolutely. So I think that's part of this is the communication. Also, you know, some of the public health infrastructure is a bit antiquated. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the QAnon, you have all these places. So as a school board member, I I don't know if we touched on that yet, but, you know, I'm on the school (laughs) school board, right? Um, People will send me things about how masks kill kids or they're – you know, injecting trackers with the vaccines. And um, my favorite... How was, is that even possible? I know, right? right I mean, right. look at that need. I, mean, I know, it's so small, right? <laughs> I'm like, so my response tracker, yeah. is often, well, if you can find some peer-reviewed data that supports this, then we can talk about it. But until then, you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And I think the rollout, you know, there were some challenges for people with disabilities accessing um Mm-hmm. The information, like how to get the information, where can I get a shot, how can I sign up, how, where can I get testing done. And then the lottery system wasn't maybe the best way to roll things out. Even when the initial conversations were about teachers, and I said, well, 
you know, there's school bus drivers, too. They're the first person a student sees. So if you don't have bus drivers, there's nobody going to be in the school. So we need to make sure that Mm -hmm. we're looking at all of the people in education. And then um, I oversee a a COVID-19 workforce grant. And as part of that, we've done vaccine clinics. And um, I even did the first mass youth vaccine clinic in Dakota County. We stood that up. So the night of the election for school board, I was there with my team like planning the vaccine clinic. And we've been able to vaccinate, you know, thousands of people at schools, predominantly at schools, and have been really successful, I think, because of marrying the um, school support system with the the public health, the health system, and having cultural family advocates, which are huge in getting some of those um, underserved populations vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is really going back to that, you know, what does the science tell us? Yes, and and science evolves. Yep, it does. Like anything else. And and, uh, I mean, we, we used to think we had... Eight planets. I mean, nine planets, and now we have mm-hmm. eight. I mean, things happen. Poor Pluto. Yeah, pl- yeah pl- Pluto is not a planet anymore. <laughs> right. Right. <sighs> anyway, so um, I want to talk about your school board yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. That sounds exciting to me, because as an LGBTQ uh, person, um, I am finding that very disturbing. It is what I'm yeah. hearing yeah. from people that are on the school board. Um, I'm actually friendly with Mike Sapina, um, who is your your cohort. Yeah. Yeah. So through my legwork, I discovered that you were a school board member for Rosemount Apple Valley Egan School District 196. Yep. Can you share – this is the fun part – can you share um, your thoughts about uh, being a school board member Mm -hmm. and how it has changed? What – Drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Because if you were in the school board 10 years ago, it would have been a completely different ball of wax. So, I, I would say you know. even just four years ago, right? So, yeah, okay, yeah. You, you know, I ran two years ago and um, I ran against three right wing conservative candidates. And one, there was a slate of us. I know. Oh, thank goodness. Um, but even the folks that ran in the election before that, this is a very different. Um, atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I did run. I ran um, one based on what I was seeing in the district's response to COVID and then the public's response. So the Moms for Liberty group, you know, sort of starting to percolate. And, Parents defending education. Yeah. Is, oh, are, yeah. Are you involved? Have you been involved with that drama too. Well, yeah, you you see it, right? And <laughs> yeah. and you see what is happening in Hastings and and Lakeville and that impact. So, um, you know, we I think it was like my third or fourth school board meeting where they came and were protesting. They wanted us to um, vote on masking, but it wasn't on the agenda. So it's like that's not how this works. You know, we we don't govern by you know, pressure. There's an agenda. That's what we work through. And then they rushed the dais at the end. And, no. you know, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Was, it, was there security there? Well, so mm, we thought there was going to be security and people oh, no. were calling the police and there were some communication oh, challenges. I'm so sorry. That's stressful. But, you know, there were parents going like, what are you worried? I'm going to blow my COVID on you. And they're like, you know, blowing at you. And, I oh, I left 
But my colleagues um, got stuck in the building. And I got to the car. You know, and health and safety is my yes. my day job, right? Your and cup I, of tea. Yeah, right. And I always tell my kids the safest place from a hazard is as far away from the hazard as you can get. You know, like, right? Like, if it's a fire, get Duh. out, right? Get away from Duh. the hazard, right? And so – I'm going to the car and there's nobody around. I can see they're surrounding the building and oh my, goodness my colleagues are in this like space that they couldn't leave. And I'm driving away and all I could think of was just keep just keep driving, just keep driving. You know, Dory, I'm hearing Dory and just keep driving. The safest spot is as far away from here as you can get. You don't know what's happening back there. Just keep going home. And it was televised. So People were calling me going, are you okay? You know, like they knew that there was drama happening. And it took quite a while for the rest of the board to be able to leave, for the police to clear them out. So that was like my introduction to school board. It was, um, it has since gotten better, um, the meetings, but there is now we have four seats open and there's a strong push um, from the Minnesota Parent Alliance, Moms for Liberty to to get those seats. And we just passed a half a billion dollar bond. So, yeah. you know, I worry that if they, if there's a stronghold, you know, if they take it over, what does that mean for the bond work, right? When you slow down a construction project, it becomes exponentially more expensive. We yeah. need that school. We have overcrowding in our schools. Uh, Rosemont Middle has a lot of challenges. Like we need to continue with that bond work. Yeah. But I'm worried. My, my fear is that their their um, aggression yes, is yeah. going to deter really good people yes. f- from doing the good work that you yeah. do, yeah. and don't don't um, let that that threaten you. Don't feel that because there's more people that that agree with yes. you than yeah. don't. Yeah. Believe me when yeah, I tell yeah. you when, especially in our district. So. Um, Maybe you could – is there any way you can ask for more security when you're there? And well, th- So they did do a review, a post-incident oh, review, and they they have changed that. Perfect. Yep, they've made some changes. I, you know, for me, I think the biggest fear is that we will lose teachers, right? And that mm. it, it's going to have a negative impact on our students, their education, their quality of life, you yeah. know? So these, well, some states, they're, they're actually um, kind of – prodding the teachers to get guns, to bring oh, a gun yeah, into the right, classroom. Right, right, I mean, they're getting so cre- ridiculously nuts. I call them Looney Tunes. I mean, teachers are not – they have enough problems um, teaching and mm-hmm. getting their – doing what's on their lesson plan, um, educating. They don't have time to be a, a security officer no. on top of it. So, no, um, no, no. Yeah. But I wanted to piggyback on that question because I wanted you to elaborate a little bit on it. Um did you encounter parents who were concerned about certain curricula or books that they wanted banned, oh, yeah. banned other than, of course, the masking and stuff like that? Uh, can you give us an example of certain curricula yeah. that they don't like or books that they don't like? Um, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, you know so um, when I ran, the, the, the talking point at the time was CRT, right? And now it's... Um, book banning, LGBTQ trans issues that you're trying to convert our children. <laughs> and that's just not the case. Um, yeah, I was successfully converted, by yeah, the way. Did you know right, that? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> right. Isn't that how it works? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's the, the funniest thing ever. 
that they think that you could literally convert someone, right. a child, excuse right, me, right. Uh, to become LGBT in any way, shape, and form. Right. You either are, yeah. you either have blue eyes or you don't. Because it's behavioral, I think that's what they're – that's why they think it's it, it's malleable, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's inherent in the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until they get that through their head, this is going to happen and over and over again, right? Yeah, I, I think the the real challenge is how did we get here? So for me, a lot of people who come and and have these viewpoints often say, well, I went to Rosemont or I went to this district or, and I'm like, where did we go wrong? You know, some did we how. How did we lose that critical thinking mm-hmm. and, um, you know, re- reflection and compassion and kindness, right? It's gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. So we have – we've had examples of that, you know, where they like to write and say you should ban these books or um, – we have a process. You know, the district has a process for reviewing books and as a, as a – as a school board member, your job is policy and governance. Right. So it isn't to go into the library and comb the books to see what's there. And as a parent, my job is, you know, remember I have three kids, is to understand what's being taught in school, to be engaged, to talk with the teachers, to talk to my kids about what are you reading, what is happening, um, and in what we think is appropriate or not appropriate. Mm-hmm. But Yes. I also have to trust in the system that we have hired the best teachers and the best leaders yeah. to do their job. And it's, you know, if you're not in there, I'm also on the PTO, the Deerwood Elementary PTO, right? So I've done things like art adventures. I've, you know, read in the classroom. I'm I'm there a lot. So you get to see what's actually happening happening in the school and that is so different from the narrative of these right wing uh, uh, yes and i i well I'm, i guess i'm going to have to give you some examples of of what i'm hearing yeah because you know i i get my news from all different sources yeah yeah because i have to do a show and i have to know what's going on mm-hmm. i can't just be in an echo chamber knowing you know because obviously you know i'm left of center um, so I have to, you know, I, that those those issues I I, I get, yeah. but I want to hear what they're saying. So um, I'm hearing uh, books, for example, they're 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 putting pornography in the library. No, uh, yeah, no, that's fake, right. fake news, right, right? Right? Yeah. Let's just say that that's fake, fake news. news. Yep. So parents out there, your children, your children not are not happening. reading pornography. No, it's not happening. Well, that's what they're saying. Right, right. You could watch any right wing news uh, channel yeah. or or blog or anything, yeah. and they talk about this as if it's happening. That no, there's pornography. There's a book with they're, they're showing sexual positions no. and all the. Yeah, or, or or the other the other one is the litter boxes, right? Yeah. These were they're furries. I have so I, ins- I heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I inspect schools for you know part of my day job, right? So I've been in hundreds of schools. No, there are no litter boxes. That's not what's happening. Because um, we have we have bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, so some people are opposed to the gender neutral single user bathrooms. Oh my god, I love like that. I well, that shows a school is is concerned about its LGBTQ uh, 
kids. Because well, yeah, or I don't know, those of us with IBS, nobody wants to be in the stall next to me, you know? So when you can shut the door and you have a little more privacy, actually Two Rivers in District 197 has a really beautiful setup for single-user gender-neutral bathrooms. They did things like pulled out the mirrors, right? So you're not standing there trying to primp. You only have a few minutes between class. And um, Yeah, and a very small percentage of the children identify as trans right, right, or non-binary. Right, right. So uh, it's a very small amount. But can't you – and to accommodate a child just to make them yeah. feel uh, that they, they're included, yeah. um, that would make the kid feel so much more secure yeah. in themselves. Because if I went to school and there was – because I'm, I'm old as that. The hills, you know. From, I, uh, as uh, I came off the ark, as my okay, I used okay. to, my mother used to say. Well, you look good, so <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Noah and I were dear friends. No, but um, what's I going to say now? I went off on a tangerine, but no. But I, I think that um, uh, uh, we need to um, uh, teach our children yeah. um, that you're accepted. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't want to use the word, you know, some states, they don't want to use the word gay, for yeah. example, or trans. Um, maybe maybe just say everybody is included in, in this school. Mm-hmm. Nobody's different. Um, there's no discrimination. Um, but but I think the words need to be said. Yeah, That's inclusive, just pers- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. but anyway – um, did you want to add to that, or you, you think no? Just com- that that I, that's a real positive change, right? To mm-hmm. be able to to everybody has access to a bathroom and yeah, you know. I think it's a great idea. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So the schools today have um, gay straight alliances. Mm-hmm. A lot of the mm-hmm. schools today. Yeah, yep. that was an unheard of yeah. in my day. I would have loved that. Yeah. So I would be able to feel I'm in a safe space. Yeah. You know. And education would have um, not been as stressful for, right. to me. So uh, I think these 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 movements towards um, inclusion and yeah. and diversity are wonderful. Yeah, I love it. And ha- humanizing the experience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. a cisgender white woman. You know, I grew up in mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it yeah. was rural when I was a kid. It's not rural anymore. Yeah, but yeah. you know, um, you you learn from each other. Right, and, right. and so normalizing that, humanizing that, I yeah, think is yeah, really yeah. important. Absolutely. Now let's talk about your campaign. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yay. I know, right? So Everybody excited. vote. Everybody vote. Yeah. DFL. Yeah. So yeah, vote. Uh, <laughs> so so vote November seventh for school board and levies, right? And then November sixteenth in the special primary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so your campaign is for House Representative, State House Representative for District 52B, as in Bravo. Mm-hmm. So let's Egan, t- Mendota, Mendota Heights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some of the issues of concern that you would like to address on the show here today that you feel would greatly improve the lives of your future constituents? Yeah. So, well, obviously, education is like my ballywick, right? So fully funding schools is a big thing. Um, Fully funding schools, though, doesn't necessarily mean a a huge influx more, you know, obviously everybody wants a big piece of the pie, but there's a lot of ways that we can look at fully funding schools. And and one of those is, um, so I'm a Humphrey Policy Fellow, uh, 
alumni. I was in the 22-23 cohort, and we worked on a project that um, helped pass legislation to allow schools to bill for social work services, um, to bill Medicaid for social work services for students on IEPs. Well, that helps fund schools. Are there other ways that we can do that? How can we um, make it easier to bill, say, Medicaid for nursing services, OTs, you know, speech? Um, you know, we do, uh, like on the PTO, we raise funds. You know, there's just a lot of things I think we could look at to uh, address fully funding schools. We need to modernize the nurse ratio, the school nurse ratio. That, that needs to be addressed. The compensatory aid. So... With universal meals, um, people don't have to fill out the benefits form anymore. And, and that, Isn't that amazing? It's great. But then you have um, school administration concerned about compensatory um, aid revenue. That Those are tight. How do we um, decouple those and, and solve that issue? And that's something that I think has to be addressed this uh, yeah. next cycle. Absolutely. And how, then, about, how about out? Yeah, oh, yep, you're, you're yep. Get, so housing, uh, housing yes. is another I was, I was, area. You read my mind. Yeah, yeah. Housing. You must be a psychic. Psychic. <laughs> or, or just talk to people in the district, right? You know, like you get around, you hear from folks. Housing is the big one. Yeah. Yeah, housing yeah. is a big one, and um, you know, we think of that transitional housing, senior housing, accessible housing, affordable housing. Mm. You know, Egan is a, a really developed area. Mendota Heights, Heights has some some room for um, growth and development. But, um, you know, something else that has come up is um, that we may not always think about, but Egan, the, our 52B area has a growing Somali population and that aging in place, you know, mm. what is that? look like for that community as well? Is it different? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I think there's a lot of things that we could address or um, try to achieve with respect to housing. And then obviously with housing comes transportation, right? And, you know, it's a, a suburb, it's a cell suburb. What, what can we do for transportation, paratransit? How can we make improvements there as well? Mm -hmm. So those are some of the big um, Pieces that I'm interested in, you know. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you what I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I am a strong advocate for health care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that it's a shame that we are the only country in this entire world that doesn't have um, health care mm -hmm. that's affordable mm -hmm. and accessible mm -hmm. to our populace. Yeah. It, it's sickening to me that, especially during COVID, that people were afraid to go to the doctor because they, or call a doctor because they didn't have the money to pay for it if they weren't covered, I'm saying. Right. So um, you have indicated that you are an advocate for better access to affordable health care. Yeah. And you and you actually called it in your on your website a human right. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Because it is a human right. Yeah. Because without, without your health, you have nothing. You don't. Right. So are you saying you are for universal health care, single payer, or some other version of health care to make it a better system for Minnesotans? So what is what is your yeah. view of health care? Well um, – Your personal view, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so my personal – okay. This is probably not the right answer, but – I have worked for the state, I've worked for the county, I've worked for private industry, and I've worked for small 
government. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great if everybody had the same quality of health care that I had at the state that was affordable, that meant I could see the doctors that I needed when mm-hmm. I needed to see them, that was um, – I had good medical yeah, affordability, yeah. accessibility, yeah, prescription drug access, things Drugs, like that, yeah. right? So, how do we get there? I think there's a lot of paths, but we have to we have to make some progress. Whether that's single payer, universal, how do you pay for it, right? So, if you do this, there's a cost associated with that. Right. But I pay twenty five hundred dollars a month for family insurance. It's more than our mortgage. And yeah, it's really expensive. Trust me, I I went through a bout with cancer uh, yeah. twice actually. Yep, um, I'm still paying the bills for it. It's crazy. Yeah, so we do need to make more inroads and make it more accessible for all people. I'm fortunate enough that I live in Egan, right? So you've got Minji and Fairview, and you know, I mean, there's so much health care access there, but that's not true for all people. Mm. And, you know, we need more doctors, more providers. I hear that even in rural communities where nurses, nurses, for nurses sure are being like, uh, yes, I, I'm yeah. a big advocate for nurses because they're being yep. overworked, yep. treated like, I mean, especially yeah. during COVID, I, I saw how they were badgering them when they were going to work. And, yeah. and you remember that? Yeah. And it was all over the news. I, I, I all of everything that has to do with health, we are lagging behind. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have to be creative. We yeah. have to be bold. We have to find solutions. You know, braiding systems. Like when we did the vaccine clinics, we ex- we, we we expanded to provide well child visits for kids mm-hmm. that you know um, many times had never seen a provider. Right. And so we partnered with Odom Medical and. And they came in and had doctors, and that was that was great. Yeah. Meet people where they're at. Yeah. Not not everybody can go, you know, into a clinic. The they have a mobile clinic, so they will drive to apartment complexes. Yeah, I love that. And meet families there That's and wonderful. see the whole family. So how can we reimagine healthcare and mm-hmm. and make it accessible to, to most? And I forgot to mention, I, I will be remiss if I don't say it: childcare. Childcare is such a great need in our so community. So that women can go to work if they don't have childcare, yeah. they, can, yeah. they have to or stay men. home. Or men can or be men. right, you know, well, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Silly me. Bad, no, no, that's all right. Philip. Yeah, that's all right. I, I mean, but <laughs> I, I'm, again, I'm thinking as an old man, you know, women were the ones that took care of the kids, but now it's changing. You and know? it's some of the lowest paid profession. Mm. Getting benefits or pension is non-existent in yeah, that yeah, yeah. field. Mm-hmm. The cost it takes like a year to get in to a prov- you know if you have an infant. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's another area that I hear a lot about. So Ruth Richardson uh-huh. recently resigned from the seat that you're seeking. Yes, yeah. And she was on my show. I love her. Yeah. She is such a, a, a gem. Really, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't. I don't have the words to describe. She's wonderful. She will now focus on her work with Planned Parenthood, and she's accepted the position of CEO of Planned Parenthood, Northern, sorry, North Central States. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you will continue to follow in her footsteps 
by continuing to fight for women's rights and women's health. Because, yeah. you know, we're in a crossroads here when it comes to women's health. So yeah, I think pick it, up the ball there. Sure. Um, you know, those are big shoes to fill, right? Oh, so, well, yeah. You know, um, but you're going to do great. I'm going to do my best you're to fill do them. Great. Right? Yes. And, and go vote. Yeah, go vote. November <laughs> 16th for the special Special for the election primary. is November. Yep. Yes, yep. I'm glad you said that because – uh, November seventh, isn't it? It's, it's the normal. It's, it's the, the regular yes, yep. election. Tuesday, school board levies. School board yep, and all that yep, wonderful yep. stuff. But not your election. No, yours is it. Say the date one more time so everybody knows. November sixteenth, and it's a Thursday. Thursday. You can vote on a Thursday. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, so yeah. yeah, like um, as far as reproductive justice, right? From um, you know fertility. You know, if you want to have a family or not, mm-hmm. all the way through. So, how can yeah. we support women, men, people who want yeah, um, yeah. to look at their their reproductive journey? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's expensive to to go through for fertility treatments. Um, we did mm-hmm. see a, a fertility specialist um, in our second pregnancy, and then um, with my second pregnancy, I found out I had a tumor. That was growing quite quite rapidly. Oh no! Yeah, and um, they said, "Oh, don't don't get pregnant. We've we've found this mass." And like five days later, I tested pregnant, and that's a really scary journey because you're wow. you know, it, and and we didn't know what the mass was, what it was attached to. I ended up having the mass removed when I was 18 weeks pregnant. And luckily, how's your health now? Great, it's good. Yep. Good. Um, Thank God. But good. but we had all of the options were on the table, and then between my um, daughter and my my youngest son, we had a miscarriage, and I needed a DNC, right? Because mm-hmm. listen, I'm an old mom. You know, I wasn't maybe on the ark with Noah, but I am an old mom. <laughs> and we knew we wanted a third child. And our doctor was like, here are your options. And if you do this, there's less risk of infection. Yeah. You can get back on the horse sooner. Oh, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. those options aren't available to women all over the U.S. And you know, so for me, it is really personal from, you know, deciding to have a family, what that looks like. Let the woman decide, yeah. man. You yeah. Know, get, let, yeah. Get, stop stop um, putting uh, bl- roadblocks in, right. in the avenue to a woman's health and a woman uh, planning her family, planning her life. I, I, I just hate that, 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 that the government for the first time in history has taken a right away from – from a group of people who are very, very um, – who are doing very well, uh, well, considerably well at the point, <laughs> able to make decisions for themselves. And now the government's going to step in and say, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. And now they're even – Tommy Tuberville is like the senator from um, – what is he from – no, Oklahoma or Alabama – they kind of run together for me. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, but, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but um, he's literally saying, I am not going to approve military uh, 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 promotions because I don't think a woman should be able to travel back to her home state yeah. to get an abortion um, 
because I just don't think it's right. It's you know, even though he's one man, right? You know, in right, the whole, right. so yeah, yeah, because that that makes sense. Yeah, you know? of course let's it let's does. hold up the military. Yeah, let's hold and, up. Yeah, 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 just destroy the military, especially right. at the time that we have two wars going on. Yeah. Anyway, now we've come to the part of the show I like to call the shift, where I shift the questioning okay. away from your personal journey mm-hmm. and to your opinions on current events. And don't forget to say the F because uh, if you don't say the F in, sh- F in shift, we have a problem. <laughs> anyway, so that's just important. Sure. So say shift. Shift. There you go. As you already know, U.S. Representative Dean Phillips, who has represented the 3rd District from 2019, has thrown his hat in the ring and is now a Democratic Party candidate for President of the United States. Now, full disclosure, I met him at Pride. Sure. He's very pro-LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still haven't made up my mind with, with him. I don't know what's going on there. I love President Biden. My fear is that, like he said, people may think he's too old. Yeah. So that's my fear because I want a Democrat to win. I don't mm-hmm. hook by crook. Mm-hmm. So what say you? Well, um, I too, I got to meet Dean Phillips when we were in D.C. with the Humphrey Policy Fellow. He was great, you know. But he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice guy. Um, and recently, Morris and Leatherman, uh, they do surveys, presented on the state of affairs with education. And mm-hmm. one of the questions wasn't they weren't all specific to education, but one of the questions was, you know. Um, Biden, Trump, or anybody else. And it was like one of those things that people on the left and the right uh, universally agreed on was like anybody else, you know, for both parties. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Biden has done a really good job. And, um, you know, he is he is an an, an old he's old, you know, but um, I, I don't. Like you, I, I'm a little well, – this will be interesting to see how it yeah. plays out. And because we have eight minutes left, let's make this sure. a lightning okay. round okay. if you can. I'll try. Because I, I, I could talk to you all day. I mean, I, you know – Yeah, I'm a storyteller. If, I'm not If I'm I not had a two-hour show, speech. I could do yeah, this. Yeah. So um, the House Speaker. Yeah. The new one. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Trump's Johnson. little Johnson. Little Johnson, yeah. Trump's little Johnson, and I got I'm stealing from John Fugelsang because I heard him say that this morning. So I'm going to steal. Uh, looks like he doesn't want to tie Israel funding with Ukraine funding, like the majority of the Senate and the president wants. Um, what do you think? Um, do you think he would threaten to shut down the government over this? Oh yeah, yeah. I think nothing is above. You know, yeah, I think yeah, because definitely... I mean, Ukraine is 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 you know, if if we don't help them, then Russia takes over, and right. it's only going to help Russia uh, in the long run, and maybe encourage China to go and invade because they say, oh, Russia did this, U.S. is not going to do anything about us now, you know, yeah. and we'll take over Taiwan. So. Anyway, well, that was quick. See how it go- the lightning round is working I out. Took you very seriously. <laughs> well, it's an important issue. Yeah, yeah. And Ukrainians need help. They, they do. need humanitarian yep. help yep. and they need military help. Mm-hmm. As a member of the LGBT community, um, let's do this again. The LGBTQ community. community. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a tongue twister. I always like to address uh, current issues that are of concern to my community. Our new speaker. Uh, Trump's little Johnson mm-hmm. um, has attacked the gay community by saying uh, that being gay is not an inherent trait. It's not in you. It's not you. Um, but it's a behavior, and all behavior can be changed with therapy. 
Now we already made that illegal in Minnesota. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He also blamed the fall of the Roman Empire on homosexuality. No, this is – I'm not even kidding. You can look this up. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I wish no. I was, but yeah. I'm not. Finally, he compared gay marriage to marrying one's pet. So if you want to marry uh, Fifi, go right ahead, you know, yeah, according yeah. to yeah. – yeah. Anyway, your thoughts. Uh, I'm Quickly. a licensed minister, so I can – if you – If you I want to marry Fifi? No, not Fifi, but, you know, <laughs> if you want to marry the person you love, right? Like, oh, well, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm just joking about yeah, something that shouldn't be I, joked about. This is but, like not But this okay. is what he's saying. Yeah. Like know? how do you – I don't understand how the party itself got to – like this, this is the person we want. We, like, we need to come back. Yeah. Pull back from those those fringe That's edges. Insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, marrying one's pet. You're going to compare no. two people that love each other to right. marrying one's pet. Not okay. And the fall of the Roman Empire. No. Really. I guess gay people, um, you know, took over the. Uh, You're really powerful. The, the Roman you, Empire. you had no idea how powerful. Oh goodness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe we are that powerful. Do you think you, you know, could if we could take over, take the, over Roman- the if you can do the fall of the Roman Empire? Maybe you could be the fall of the GOP. <laughs> oh my You're god! You're focusing your energy in the wrong space. Uh, no, we are. We're po- more powerful than we thought we were. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. 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 If we can, if we can destroy the Roman Empire and and you know single handedly just single-handed. gay people. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I think it's. You know, I have to mention it because, no, again, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being a gay man, I have to bring the absurd to the fore, and and that's absurd. Well, and I think as a you know, like I said, cisgender white woman, like how how do you you how do you protect your friends and sit in that space mm. and and be an ally, right? Of course, you know that's that we should all be allies of each other, right, no matter right, who you are. If right. you're white, you should be an ally of black people. Yep. If you're a Muslim, you should be an ally of Jews. Jews yep. should be allies of yep. Muslims. Gays should be allies of straight. I mean, it, it shouldn't be any segmentation. Yeah. That's why the country's so messed up, man. You well, know? And, and I think too, like, um, be a good ancestor, right? Yeah. You know, so well, you know, I like that. What? How? How can I be a good ancestor and yeah, yeah. and with my my friends and family and community? Yes. So, final question is: I like to ask this one at the end okay. uh, before we close the show. Is there any topic that we haven't c- covered? I think we covered pretty much yeah, everything. Yeah, we covered a lot. That's, yes, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. That you um, that I haven't mentioned that you would like to bring forward and talk about uh, in the brief few minutes we have left here. Um, well, you know, I, so yes, I suppose. I know we talked about it a little bit, but the um, Moms for Liberty. So I'm just going to reiterate, you know, People ask what what's the pressing challenge for the district right now, you know, and we've we've kind of covered those, but an e- even more immediate is that Moms for Liberty contingent. So getting out to vote on November seventh for school board because there are going to be a bunch of fractured school boards, right? There are going to be people who get elected, and that's going to be a challenge for people who don't understand or yes. didn't run with the drama and the BS. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we move forward? And if they they take hold there, then you know we'll see we see them going for libraries, right? To be on library boards, and and they're just going to kind of 
ease their way into other positions. So, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, being informed, fact checking, yeah. um, really being engaged, yes. I think is really vote. important. Right. So get out and vote November 7th, 196 and 197 both have school boards. 197 has a levy, you know, November 16th. Um, voting in the the special primary, then December 5th, right, which is the general, you know, where can you as an individual um, be involved? You know, how can you step into that space to prevent things like Johnson or Moms for Liberty? Trump's little Johnson. Yeah, Trump's little Johnson. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. So you were great. And also, to piggyback on that three seconds, I'm going to say this. Behave when you go to a school board meeting. Oh, yeah. Behave. Behave. Yep. You know. Lead, because by, lead by example. Yeah, Our children have, are watching. Your children are looking at you acting yes. like, a, like a fool yeah. yep. and threatening people. They're going to be just like you. Yeah. Do you want – I mean the future of America is scary, man. If you if you have parents that are going to scream and, and, and charge the, st- the, the dais to attack people because you don't agree. I mean, that's what they're teaching their children, basically, yeah. in a nutshell, right? Yep, yep. So, um, anyway. So, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, Bianca, you were amazing. Thanks. This was a lot of fun. Wasn't it fun? We, it was. We'll do it again when, okay. when when you have that seat. Sounds good. That'll even be better. Yeah. And uh, and, and I will be um, you know uh, loving to give my input. What I think we could help the the community as well. Yeah, being be great. The, having this show and you could tell me what I should be saying on the show too. That would help because you are you will be my yeah. house representative. Yeah. So. Good. So thank you for so much again and uh, for being a guest on the Downright Upright Show. It's been a great pleasure. And for more information on Bianca Vernig. Uh, Vernig. Vernig, yeah. I love your name. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, I love interesting names. And her campaign for State House, go to BiancaVernig.com. Correct. And they could volunteer and do door knocking yeah, for you yeah, and all that. Yeah, they could yeah. do that on the yeah, website, Yeah, you need right? a sign. Yep, yep. You can request a sign. You, you can, can donate. Oh, yeah, you can yard signs. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yards. give me one. I've got one in the car. Oh, perfect. I'm going to put it out. when I, I'm going to put it in my car and take it home. Okay, perfect. And to my audience, thank you so much for your support with your subs and clicks. And thank you for spending time with us today. Please stay tuned for more of the Downright Upright show. In the future, you'll get to hear wonderful guests like Bianca, and you'll get to see me in my glasses. I didn't have my fan today, so maybe next show. <laughs> I have this, though. Anyway, uh, this is your host, Philip Anthony, saying ciao for now. You could wave at your camera. Bye. Love you. Good job. <laughs>